This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. It's the Morning Majlis. Pulse, Pulse. Yes, it's the Morning Majlis. And personally, this is a conversation I'm really, really excited to have. We are uh, joined by George Khoury, who is the Global Head of Education and Research at CFI Group this morning here on the show. George, how is your morning going? It's going well, thank you. And thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure to be on the station. And, you know, we talked, we've talked a lot about on the show how difficult a year today's been, maybe with natural disasters occurring or even the global conflicts that have been ongoing economically over in the West, especially. And earlier on the show, we talked about U.S. mortgage rates hitting a 23-year high. They did state, though, that they actually avoided a recession uh, a few weeks ago, I think about a a month ago. What's the economic situation like over in the U.S. right now? Because it does heavily affect us over here in the UAE being pegged to the dollar. Yes, Louis. So basically, what's happening in the U.S. is, is something that uh, that have never happened before in the U.S. So uh, we, for the past year, basically, we've been seeing most of the big banks and uh, big institutions saying that we have a 90 percent uh, probability for having a recession, 80 percent, and they started to decrease it gradually. However, we have seen the financial markets going higher and increasing in value. But this is, I, I don't believe this is the case. Because at the end, and as the uh, Jerome Powell says, who is the governor of the central bank, the Fed, uh, he always said that we still did not see the actual reaction of the increase in interest rates and the aggressiveness in the monetary policy that has been happening for the past year. So the increase in interest rates is going to affect. It will affect eventually. However, we still did not see this effect. I believe we will not enter to a hard recession. Uh, as they said, it is going to be a soft landing and it has been happening as a soft landing. But at the end, we're going to feel it. We're going to have to feel it because at the end, this is the economy. Mm. There are some theoretical stuff that we have to follow by and uh, to go by the book, basically. So uh, I believe that we're going to enter into a recession. We're not going to see the financial markets and the major US indices in specific at the all time highs again because we've seen them testing the all-time highs last year. I don't believe we're going to test them again. And we have seen, especially for the past two weeks, the drops and the aggressive movements that have been happening and the volatility that is happening in the markets. Before, two three years ago, we used to see, for example, the S&P 500, which is the uh, the biggest index in, in the U.S., uh, moving maybe 1% to 2% per day maximum and tops. Recently, we're seeing 3 4 5% changes per day. And this is this is insane. This is a huge volatility and huge volume that is taking over the market. So to a certain point, we're going to have to understand the new sentiment. The new sentiment shows that, okay, we have aggressiveness. We have risk takers, more of risk takers in the market, and we have to adapt to that reality. But at the end, risk takers who are mostly retail traders and retail investors, they don't have much liquidity to hold on their orders. Most of the retail traders enter into the market maybe around eight months ago, where we used to have really uh, uh, lows in the market and bottoms and uh, good opportunities actually in, in the, for the U.S. indices in specific. So most of them entered into positions from those prices. Currently, with the sudden drops that are happening, they might not able, uh, be able to have the proper solvency and liquidity to cover and to keep their uh, positions open. And this is where we might see some sell-off in the market. However, this is, uh, at the end, we need to understand the market, how it's moving. Mm -hmm. We can't 
come and bring like theories and what happened previously in history and try to make it work now and what's happening now. Mm. We need to understand what's happening, what is moving the market. And apparently with the current geopolitical issues that, mm. we have, uh, that are happening in the reg region, we have a lot of uncertainty yeah. in the market and we need to tackle this as well. So aside from what's happening from the economic indicators, from the earnings that we're having, currently we're having the U.S. earnings, the quarterly, third quarter earnings in the U.S. And they're coming in strong. Everything is green. We've seen for the past two days, the most of the tech uh, stocks are like uh, exceeding expectations mm -hmm. in regards to revenues and regards to earnings. And you still did not see this increase in U.S. indices. This means that it doesn't mean that if uh, economic indicators and some some data is showing that the situation is good, that it is actually good. Mm -hmm. And this is what we need to tackle given the current circumstances. Mm. And when we go through uh, current uh, current circumstances like the one we're going through right now and turbulences and geopolitical issues uh, that we are facing right now in the region and across the world, a lot of people, they turn to safe havens, of course, mm -hmm. like, for example, real estate or, or gold or other commodities. And we've, we've mentioned today a rise in, in home prices, for example, in the United States, and of course, a, a spike in mortgage rates. So with, with both of these factors basically working against each other if we, if we might say or against potential home buyers in particular many people are wondering when things will get better so will will things get better when it comes to for example owning a home should we uh, hold off a little bit in, in in going for that investment or not okay so so to answer this question clearly I believe that for the past year, we know that cash is king, mm -hmm. especially the dollar. We've seen the dollar mm -hmm. going higher and higher nonstop, even after the Fed saying that they're going to be less aggressive and they're going to start with dropping the interest rates anytime soon. But most probably it's going to be next year. So uh, we know that the mortgage uh, market and real estate market in specific was led by cash. It was mostly not led by liabilities and by loans. Most of this cash was coming in from uh, some struggling countries, maybe like China, because China for the past year, we've seen the economy not doing as expected. It was actually dropping and not doing well. And we've seen a lot of uh, uh, cash um, sell-offs and, and from Russia as well at the same time. So most of the uh, rise and demand in real estate was due to uh, cash availability. I believe that we're coming in closer and closer to not having as much solvency in the market and maybe topping on what's happening in the real estate market in specific in the US and even in the region here in the Emirates. So I believe that it's going to start to steady gradually. Uh, maybe we're not going to see a new high in 2024. And basically, this is what I call by the soft landing. This is what I actually believe from the soft landing and from not having a, a strong recession, but a mild recession, which will affect the whole economy as a whole. And, you know, we, I would love to talk about a topic that I know a lot of the listeners in t uh, tuned in right now are concerned about. And that's the rising oil, oil prices, prices yeah. especially <laughs> we've seen it pushing even into the 90s. We've got right now we've got West Texas intermediate trading at $85.20 a barrel. We've even got Brent crude trading at $89.90 a barrel. George, I need to ask, can you see $100 a barrel anytime soon? Okay. Or over. <laughs> or, or over, over yes. Yeah. Over, I don't think so. But let me let me tell you how how we try to analyze the oil market in specific. So you have a lot of variables that affect. Each variable has specific weight. 
One of the most important variables is the dollar in specific, because the higher the dollar has in value, the more expensive it is for us to exchange and to buy oil. So, and we are expecting from the Fed to keep on uh, uh, being aggressive in the monetary policy, mm. which will actually push the dollar higher and higher. So if we're expecting the dollar value to increase, this means that we might be expecting for the uh, WTI, which is the crude oil in specific, to drop. However, what I said by variables in the beginning means that we have a lot of different aspects we need to focus on. Another aspect for oil is the organizations and OPEC plus uh, uh, in specific. We have seen Russia and Saudi Arabia and the Emirates even were one of the leading countries to announce that they would like to extend the reduction in production for the uh, for oil in specific. This has affected in bullish and a bullish per, uh, sentiment and bullish perspective for the oil market. This is what led the WTI in specific to reach around $95 per barrel three weeks ago, mm -hmm. approximately. The only thing that is letting the uh, oil drop from last week till this week is basically the, uh, the escalation that is not happening due to the geopolitical issues and the war that is happening, unfortunately. So basically what, what we're seeing now is if it doesn't become a regional issue, if it stays in, in Palestine and in that region in specific, then this means that the situation is not going to become worse globally and for the MENA region in specific, mm -hmm. which in return will set off the uh, oil prices higher and higher. Mm -hmm. So uh, another thing, one of the most important variables that has been affecting the oil prices of the past year is the Chinese market, because we know that China is the second biggest economy in the world. So basically, they have a lot of imports and exports at the same time. Their trade balance is heavy and it's strong. So uh, what, what we need to focus on in specific is what's going to happen in the Chinese market. And we have seen that we have the Sovereign Wealth, uh, sovereign, uh, wealth Fund. Uh, about three weeks ago, they invested $65.5 billion in four of the biggest banks in China. This means that they want to target the private sector in specific in China and to revive the market themselves. And they promised the world that from now to the next six year, uh, six months, sorry, they're going to keep on doing these impulsive uh, 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 deposits and impulsive investments in the private sector. Mm. So by that, that being said, we see that there is a huge potential for increases in, or a better economy in, in China in specific, which will lead on the WTI and Brent uh, prices higher and higher. And maybe yeah, there is a huge probability of reaching $100 per barrel. Let's talk about uh, the SEPA agreements um, that mm -hmm. has been happening between, for example, the United Arab Emirates and other countries like India, for example, and the importance of, happy, of having uh, a SEPA agreement or the Comprehensive Economic Partnership Agreements and how can it facilitate um, trade between the UAE and other countries, the importance of that? Uh, so basically, basically, the SEPA agreements have been happening for some time now. It was it, it started around 2020 uh, with uh, with Indonesia and with India as well and with Turkey. So, uh, but the strongest one I believe is with India, India. in specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because we have a lot of imports from India and we have a lot of exports to India as well at the same time. So, how it might benefit and what's going to change basically? Uh, we know that there is a, a huge reduction in the tariffs. Uh, and even sometimes we have zero tariffs on, on, uh, on exports uh, related to, to India in specific. Around 99% of the products that are exported to India from uh, uh, the Emirates. So this is something good for investors 
for traders and for entrepreneurs in, 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 in general, because they're gonna be more motivated to target trading and general trading in specific to, to start to benefit from these changes and these new tariffs. As a side note as well, they, they have introduced new segments and new methods in uh, facilitating the uh, trading uh, experience and activity as a whole. So I believe this is going to be a very good step. And at the end, we already know that a lot of businesses target the Emirates in specific because of the ease in taxation for, for, uh, for the companies, for employees, for, for uh, residencies as well at the same time. However, we know that coming into the future, this might start to change gradually. We know that throughout history, every country that wants to attract investors, they start by making easy taxation mm -hmm. forms and they attract uh, entrepreneurs in that way. However, when they become accomplished to a certain point, they start to introduce taxation gradually. So what, what they're doing here in the Emirates is something really smart because they're trying to, the, let's imagine it's a rubber. They have to like pick it from the right side and from the left side. They can't pull from both sides in, in a really strong way because it, it would snap. So what they're doing is, right, they're introducing tax taxation to a certain point. However, they're making it easy for investors and companies to trade at the same time. Mm. So this is a really good step. And I believe we're going to see more countries getting into this more and more gradually. We're covering all bases here. I absolutely mm. love this. You know, we're taking advantage of his. I presence know it's great. To the fullest. <laughs> but um, you know, you're the global head of education and research at the CFI Group, and I'd like to focus on that word education, mm -hmm. because how important is education and really understanding the market when it comes to tackling the market, possibly with trading, because we talked about a little bit off air about the glory stories and everything, but there's, there's some sad stories as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so. Um, there is something we really need to focus from the from like in trading the financial markets. Uh, if you go to YouTube, if you go to any other channel, you're going to find hundreds and thousands of videos of teaching you how to make 100 percent return per, per month and mm. per week mm. and 1000 percent returns. I'm not going to say that these are not real because they happen sometimes. However, what will make me as a trader or as an individual who wants to go into trading more confident in myself I need to have the proper skills. In order to have the proper skills, I need to have my own experience. So I need to test. I need to go and uh, check some virtual accounts, see how am I going to be as a trader and what character I'm going to have. This is what people don't understand. There is uh, like a nice example that I always say. If I gave uh, uh, like um, a Formula One expert or driver uh, a Formula One car and he does a specific record, and if I give the same car to another person who has never drove, uh, driven a Formula One, maybe he won't even last for two minutes. So it doesn't mean that if someone has a specific trading strategy, if I'm going to copy it completely as it is, that it's going to be successful for me as well. Mm -hmm. I need to understand and to know that trading is not just the skills and the tools that I have. It's also psychology. This is what, what I work on in specific because psychology, is, this is what drives uh, our decisions. This is what drives our finger to actually click a buy or a sell. And trust me, if anyone has traded, he's gonna like she's or he are gonna understand what I'm saying. Because sometimes, if you enter into a specific trade, you're gonna feel okay. This is becoming risky. I'm losing a lot, and this psychology kicks in, and the emotions start to kick in, and you're gonna start okay. Let me reduce uh, uh, the, or increase the risk a bit because I'm sure the price is gonna go up. They increase the risk and the price goes down. 
and this is where more emotions kick in. So you have a lot of different aspects that you need to focus on, but my main focus is psychology and how to train a person to disconnect from emotions completely when they're trading. This is more of a career. They have to be disciplined and they have to be fully focused on it without letting different stuff interfere. Your daily emotions, what's happening with you on a daily basis. If you have two hours a day for trading, it means you have two hours of disconnection mm -hmm. on the world globally. And before we cut off this amazing, fruitful conversation with you, I would like to ask you a general question. What is the best investment right now to make in the current geopolitical and economic situation that we're going through in the world? Okay, so uh, basically we need to cover two things from mm -hmm. that perspective. Uh, Long-term investing is a bit tricky now because we don't know what's going to happen next month whether it was for the central banks, whether it was regarding the turbulences and the issues. So mostly people are targeting short-term transactions and short-term trading. It's tricky and it's not easy. However, if people train on it properly, they will be able to uh, grasp this short-term trading and we call it scalping to a certain point or day trading. This is from, from one side. From the other side, if we have seen more drops in the US market in specific, we might have some buying opportunities that we can do gradually. It shouldn't be one basket of, of my full investments. I should divide my investments gradually so I tackle the drops and the highs at the same time. Mm -hmm. From another side as well, we have the Japanese market is looking really nice right now. The Brazilian market, Brazilian bonds in specific, they are giving a lot of yields and this is something interesting that people need to look up in, into as well. Wow, really inspirational. And we said it earlier, informative words there. George Corey, the uh, Global Head of Education and Research at CFI Group. Thank you so much for spending your morning with us. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure and it was a really nice uh, morning routine. We covered everything. That was <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.